0: Bring me your tired, your stressed, your overwhelmed and anxious, yearning for some joy in life. It's time to go out and play. Hello and welcome back to Playgrounding. This is Kara fortier Today you are going to meet Lauren Yee. She is the cultivator of curiosity. Now, in this conversation, we are going to be tackling one of my favorite topics, and that is how do adults really play? How can we play? Um, and do we play like children? Do we have to play like children in order to get the benefits of it? Or are there other ways that adults can access those benefits um, with things that adults bring to the table? Um Yeah, it's a a really important question, I think. Um, And don't get me wrong, I think it's really important for us adults to feel free to play Red Rover or tag or whatever it is that we want to do. But really to think about what we can bring to it. And when we do play um, in our own adult way, is it the same? Is it what we get from being a kid at play? Is it the same when we're adults? Um, Is you know, recess is separate from work at school. Can we have work that is really like play? I mean, all these questions are so important and they are the kinds of questions that Lauren tackles and I'm really, really loving it. Um, She is a natural cultivator of community and a process-driven problem solver. She's been managing people, projects, and clients since 2005. She is a lover of puzzles and pizza and believes that curiosity Consistency and connections are the greatest drivers of a great many things. So before venturing out on her own, she helped build the largest Lego-inspired STEM company in the United States. She has worked with the Golden State Warriors, Google, LinkedIn, Netflix, Southwest Airlines, and Workday, helping them build community, establish inclusivity, and create psychologically safe work environments where staff can strive. Okay, now meet Lauren lauren i finally have you on my podcast i'm so excited (laughs) me too thank you for having me oh you are so welcome (laughs) and i i am just you just meeting you and it's just like this entire thing this whole thing that's been happening to me lately that i don't really like talk about like on the show or anywhere but i have been meeting some amazing people ever since i had jeff harry on my show. It was a while back, a couple months ago, but he is just Mr. Instigator. And not only did he introduce me to you um, and sort of introduce me to this amazing community, but um, just want to shout out to Mr. Jeff Harry for making all of this happen. And and you yes. have had the privilege of working with him as well. So.
1: <laughs> I have. It's, I mean, different relationship, same Jeff. A <laughs> little bit more focused sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, love Jeff. He's he's such a funny dude because I feel like, Um, in working with him, sometimes I've been at like a networking event or something and I'd be like, Oh, have you met my coworker Mm -hmm. or colleague, Jeff? And people are like, Oh, I'm not really sure. I was like, you haven't met him. no." Like if you
0: knew, if you met him, you know that you've met him. Oh yes. The (laughs) word Jeff Harry, no matter who I meet that has the same name, that will be, he will be
1: Jeff. Like that's the visual.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thank you so much um, for coming on the show. And so what I would, what I just have been wanting to do is get to know you better. I know you have a lot of irons in the fire. Um, but first, tell me about you. Tell me about your story and where you come from and how you got into working with play.
1: Okay, <laughs> let me let's figure out how I can explain go this through the
0: mists of time. And
1: I was like, um, let me know if I need to explain something further. Okay, I will. You know, life, life is big, is. and I was like okay. Let's summarize okay. It, some in some version of something. Okay, so okay. Back when I was a kid, sort of, (laughs) but like, I've always liked doing, I've always liked making things Mm -hmm. like this with my hand, like, you know, you, maybe some kids play with like dolls or whatever. Um, I liked both of those things, but I also liked art and pottery and I would not just play with like action figure type things, but I'd set up like a, like a diorama <gasps> scene. And I took picture. I was Ooh. so, I was a weird no, kid, that's awesome. but it was a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great thing. I still have those pictures somewhere, uh-huh. but like, like Playmobil and like action figures were interacting in like a winter scene. And I oh like my goodness. used a mirror as a frozen pot. So these are the things that I liked doing as a, I liked making things. That's awesome. Um, and that ended up shifting me into in middle school, high school, university times, I d- had decided that I liked architecture, design, mm-hmm. interior, like, like ha- spaces and creating spaces for people, yeah. which makes me feel very like, Oh, like modeled stuff for people. But now it's like a room or a building. Um, and I liked that, especially because you have an idea and you make a thing yeah, and then people can interact with or see this thing. yeah. Like I liked math, but it's also like, I solved, a, I solved a thing or, but it's less tangible. Mm-hmm. So I liked tangible and then i did that and worked in that industry for a while and then got ended up in a position where it in theory sounded like a great place to be mm-hmm. like i was at a working with a well-known designer and got contractor and it was just a lot mm-hmm. like it was not what i wanted or thought it was going to be that at least particular situation was not For me, (laughs) uh, it was, it was just like bad. And it took me two years too long to figure out that I shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. that and was like, all right, I'm out. Uh, And that freeing moment was like kind of scary, but kind of like, huh, Mm -hmm. like weight lifted. But then I didn't know what I was going to do. Not that I didn't want to work in that same field anymore, Mm -hmm. but I, as an adult needed to survive in the world. I need a job. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever's going to pay me and I'm capable of, hopefully it's like as long as I like something like I could either like the people or like what the company does or like the field, like any of those things, it doesn't have to be all of them at this point. Yeah. Um, and then I stumbled into via Craigslist, a job that was like play with kids in Lego. And I was like, this is a trap, but I'm going to apply because it sounds fun. <laughs> and that job led me to the job, the company that I worked for for, Almost a decade. Wow. (laughs) I accidentally stayed there. I never thought I'd be there, but uh, I started out working in summer camps with (gasps) kids using Lego, teaching them learning through play, teaching them engineering concepts and physics and stuff like that. So, tricking them because it's fun. Exactly. Um, And then I liked it and had opportunities to continue because I did a good job and I was enjoying myself Mm -hmm. and I liked what we were putting in the world and my coworkers and so I kept just accidentally staying accidentally <laughs> stay. like
0: <laughs> I like
1: it. I didn't I was I I didn't tr- I wasn't trying to leave I also wasn't specifically like this is my field mm-hmm. it was just what I was curious to learn more about when things were presenting me I was an instructor and then they were like do you want to help coordinate birthdays I was like yeah what does that mean like I have never done the scheduling part of anything. Let's learn that. And then I eventually became a senior, senior area manager. And um, one of the, one of two people in the team building department that we grew and created, Mm -hmm. um, where we did that with adults talking (sighs) about leadership and um, psychologically safe workspaces and Mm. like team building leadership, uh, like communication, but learning through play Mm -hmm. because you kind of have to get people out of their own heads. Um, So I didn't ever think that I would have ended up in education management team building things Mm -hmm. back in the day, but it makes sense to me because it's like hands-on. It's a little bit there. It's still, there's tangible parts to it, even though the like mindset helpful, helping people thing Mm -hmm. um, is less of a actual tangible thing, Mm -hmm. but it's tangible to me still in the sense of like community. Yeah. Cause you're, you're, it's a relationship that you're helping people with. um, And so it kind of, it makes, everything makes sense in retrospect, but nobody's, most people's paths are non-linear. And I feel like mine really, I never would have thought I'd be where I'm at. Um, and even beyond that, I no longer work at that company, but I've started a new company, uh, and have done some workshops and, uh, things with Jeff still. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, so I'm the cultivator of curiosity and we run some workshops like your features, where your fun is and talking about what that means as an adult, yeah. um, navigating difficult conversations, mm-hmm. using play techniques to practice. Awesome. Um, and then I also started a company um, with a couple of other awesome women called this us now. And we want to also help people work with better information and more joy and bring humanity back to work because it should never have left because we're all whole yeah. full people mm-hmm. who everything bleeds into everything anyway. So, um, we have been doing the work for that. Um, and I still, I still believe like hands-on engaged playing But I know that doesn't always mean things for adults, mm-hmm. yeah. but hands-on presence. Yeah. Is how you learn, whether even if you're auditory, mm-hmm. visual, kinest- whatever, like if you're present, that's when you learn. And that's what playing is. And I think I've always believed that, but didn't wasn't able to name mm-hmm. it until I got closer to where I am at or have been in the last handful of years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. that's.
0: That's amazing. That's me. And and, and so the first thing I want to ask you before I ask the other thing I thought was going to be the first thing I want to ask you, um, what does play look like for an adult in your space? Like, how do you describe it to an HR manager or to someone who's a VP of something and has no time? And what make what what do you how do you describe it that makes them say, oh, yeah, this is what I need?
1: Okay, so there's. There's sort of like two facets to play or what I would reference as. Mm-hmm. And one of them, when we say play, mm-hmm. a lot of people think of kids, recess, board games, tag, yeah. like play, play. Yeah. And that's something that as adults, I feel like we have been trained to or don't think is worth Time being spent mm-hmm. because there are play activities. Yes. That's one thing. Um, and as an adult, I think that how you can classify that is when you are present, engaged, losing track of time. Like that's what was yeah. happening when you were a kid playing like Nerf War or. What, like, a hop sketch? I know you're just like having a good time and you don't want recess to end, yep. or you're like, time for dinner. You're like, no, yes. <laughs> I am still climbing this tree. You're being present mm-hmm. and you're excited. Mm-hmm. And so, when you can be present and excited as an adult, that might look different. And it doesn't have to be the same things as a kid. It could be reading, it could be knitting, mm-hmm. it could be cooking, it could be, uh, I don't know, color coding a spreadsheet. You're just like, yes, this looks so much better. (laughs) And it, which sounds productive, Uh which it can be sometimes, but if you're enjoying it and it brings you joy Mm -hmm. and you're present and you could be like, Oh my gosh, it's been an hour. Yeah. That, that's what play is as like a noun. Mm -hmm. But also I feel like certain things, um, I've realized as an adult are not just things like a noun, but tools like curiosity and play are tools Mm -hmm. that you can use while you do other things Mm -hmm. in other ways. It doesn't have to be the end rule. It doesn't, it probably shouldn't just be the end result. It's the process. A lot of it is the process. So it's a, it's how you practice going about anything to get to wherever you're trying to go, which might be a fun thing and it might be a work thing and it might be just some relationship, but it's about the process and how you're using play ideas or presence or engaging yeah, yeah to get there.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that can apply to getting a specific job done. It could apply to increasing creativity. Um, but one of the things that, that you said a second ago that I want to like unpack a little bit is you said psychologically safe workspaces. Now, oh, yes. all of this work... You know, has to do with that. So, how does play contribute to a psychologically safe workplace?
1: So, to me, I feel like play and curiosity go hand in hand okay. a lot, um, which is why I end up working with Jeff Locke because he has a lot to say about play. I believe that as well, mm-hmm. but I feel like the sort of lens that I bring is the curiosity part. Mm-hmm. I love finding out about people mm-hmm. and learning new things and not that I have to learn, I have to learn, but I just want to understand stuff. And I might be like, cool, you are the knowledgeable expert <laughs> and I'm going to ask a bunch of questions. So I get to a certain level of understanding, but now I'm going to leave you being the expert and I'm not, I don't need to become the expert. Uh-huh. Um, so I have like the curiosity part of that. And Jeff brings play and like, we're both playful people, but I think that, Play is, both of those things, play and curiosity are both things that can reference the past but are about the present and about progressing and moving forward and the possibilities that are there Um, because to reference it from kids, because it's simpler in the time, is like when you go to a playground as a kid, when we, when you could do that, Mm -hmm. you go to play and you just start running around with kids. Like you don't be like, what are you playing? What are the rules? How do I do this? What are you, what team am I? And you're just like, what are we playing? And then you kind of figure out as you go and new rules get made up or suddenly that is a castle that we're trying to go to over there. (laughs) And you're like, okay, that's what we're doing. Exactly, And that idea is, harder to put examples to, but still exists as adults. Yeah. Um, and curiosity for the, like, for me is that also, is that the possibilities, the opportunities, what don't I know, but it's okay. Sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like play and curiosity come into a lot of things. <laughs> um, but in the sense of like, like psychologically safe workspaces yeah. and stuff like that, it's about, I think it's about allowing perspective and experience and like not shutting things down kind of, because it's everybody, everything's valid. Mm -hmm. Like in play, everything's valid. When as adults, there's like improv, right? There's like no bad ideas. Like this is just how the story is going to go. Yes. And (laughs) And. (laughs) same thing with curiosity. If I'm asking a question, Okay. Maybe lawyers know that there's a right answer or whatever, yeah. but usually it's like, I'm asking a question cause I don't understand. And I don't know where it's going to go. It could go one of like eight different ways yeah. and being okay with that mm-hmm. opens up space for being in a place together mm-hmm. and community or relationships or whatever it is, because you can't I mean, you you like you. Keep, I mean, like you can play yeah. by yourself, but it's it is about what that kind of becomes. Like I feel like even when we're playing on our own, as an adult or a kid, or whatever, Like if it's reading, yeah, you're playing by yourself, but it's about these characters and this book, mm-hmm. and you have this whole new realm. So, possible the open possibilities and the understanding of other ideas, and like you don't necessarily know, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And what somebody says is still valid. You're like, I'm going to go with that idea because it's valid.
0: Well, and I, and I thought about like, when you say on the playground, you know, I feel like kids negotiate instantaneously these things that adults take just eons to figure out. And I mean, even just the one you said, like, okay, that, that thing over there is a castle. Mm -hmm. I feel like kids would just be like, yeah, cool. That's a castle. Adults. I feel like for me, as I've gotten older, I start going through this whole process of, well, what does he mean it's a castle? What is it? What is a castle? And what is he going to get out yes. of it if I agree to it? And, you know, I mean, I met someone when I was 25. Right? We lived in New York City. And we, we, she was about 10 years older than me. And I couldn't figure out why she was scared of everybody. I thought she was just scared of everyone. She suspected everybody of something. Ulterior motives, blah, blah. I'm in my 20s, and I'm mm-hmm. also like a West Coast girl moving to New York City, so I was just like completely gullible. But at the same time, I I was right because when I became her age, I was like, oh, I totally get it now. You know, you just start getting a little more jaded as you get older, and it's harder to get yeah. back into that mindset where someone can make a someone can make a suggestion like. And and that you don't instantly start questioning their or ulterior, ulterior motives, or you know, it's just so weird how as adults we yeah. have to get past so much just to be able to get to we, that innocence. You know, it's because it's because
1: like not to be like down with this. No, <laughs> like yeah. we've been we've been trained yep. like we're kids, and then we and when I say kid what I'm usually referencing is like elementary yeah, schoolish, like second, primary third grade. school, younger. Yeah. yeah. And then things get cool. Mm-hmm. You hear no mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> there are right answers to a test. Um, you know, in the social network of people interacting with people, mm-hmm. there is like, well, what are in middle school and high school is like, even then is when it's like, well, what are you going to get out of why are like, why is this person inviting me to this thing? Like I never talked to this person yeah. and it it's like, what are the hidden agendas? And we get practiced in that mm-hmm. and it's not, I mean, we, you have to, we have to survive in the world. Yeah. So we make like snap judgments and, and connections and like stereotype things because it allows us to function yep. <laughs> and we have to do that. Mm-hmm. And still trying to, Remember to question that a little bit um, because, you know, everyone is going through their own thing. Everybody knows knows what's going on for them. I don't know what's going on with you. I don't know what you have to offer mm-hmm. or not or what your experience has been. And even being slightly open to that a little, yeah. like open the door slightly, can open up so many other possibilities that you, if you just shut it down, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is really hard because we've been trained yep. to not ask questions. Don't be curious. That's a stupid question. Yeah. Uh, like, I can't believe you don't know that. You don't want to come
0: off looking like, like you don't know. You know, you just got to fake it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: it, that happens in places of like authority, like schools and jobs, mm-hmm. which is – scarier. Yeah. And also in even lighter ways with like not to say like my friends don't care about me, but when you're just like, "Oh my gosh, you've never read that book? How can you have not watched Game of Thrones?" and like, "You <laughs> know, I just there's a lot of other things to watch," <sighs> but like the shame. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And vulnerability mm-hmm. of not knowing things or doing something wrong or doing something different. Mm-hmm. It's so conditioned Mm -hmm. that it is – it has to be an active practice to be more playful, be more curious, like be okay in the not knowing and not understanding (laughs) and – what is possible from someone else's point of view that maybe I just can't fathom because I have a different experience. Uh,
0: Exactly.
1: It's a lot. It is. No, (laughs) it is a
0: lot. Like it's, that's been one of the biggest challenges of all when it comes to adults in play. And I feel like this is one of the most, you know, really coherent conversations about like exactly what the challenges are. Um, That, yeah, it's, it's just, it's hard. I mean, I... And it's not our, it's not your, Like no. it's nobody's fault no, it's just, because it's what it is. we've
1: all kind of accidentally done it together yeah. because that's what we've been told or pra- like someone was like, oh, this is how we do this. And you're like, okay, I guess this is how we do this. And yep. then I'm going to tell someone else, wait, that's how we do it. Yeah. And it, it all just kind of goes down the line. Yeah.
0: And, and yeah. I think that what, I mean, and if, if you have. To listeners, I'm sure you've read Seth Godin, but like Seth Godin is one of my favorite people to talk about this in the educational system. And he's just out there lobbying that we do something different in our educational system because we're not educating kids to grow up and be good uh, factory workers anymore, which is how our Mm -hmm. education system was built. And why mm-hmm. it was built in the way it was. Yes. And and that we you had to have people come out in the middle. And I was one of those people who was deemed, I wasn't, like, in special ed. I wasn't in the all-stars kind of thing. I was kind of in the middle. And I didn't know until much later that there was actually, like, a scheme at work where, like, it was like if you were in one track, you were expected to go to university and make it. If you were in the middle oh, track, uh-huh. you were expected to just go out and be like some kind of worker in some kind mm-hmm. of factory job or something. And I was put into the middle track. And I I just remember most of the time in school, I was super bored. Um, and yeah. I did have a good brain. I just I had to work extra hard to get myself to focus on it. And back then we didn't have like ADD and all that stuff it was I'm, I'm a little old right but it was just like it was just interesting to me now I feel like those questions are finally being asked so that the kids yeah. growing up now don't have to necessarily experience it the same way and you know makes me happy I think
1: yes because it's things happen in response to the world yeah. right everything's changing but then just because it's how we do something doesn't mean it's how it should be done. Exactly. That, especially like even like at present, sure question stuff, but also after a year, five years, 10 years, um, I was talking with somebody about like the eight hour work day, mm-hmm. Like that hasn't changed for a hundred years that got implemented, I think by Ford or somebody because like the production line, and it was actually because people were working too much Mm -hmm. because factory stuff, but then they were like, okay, eight hours, but now it's turned into like a different skewed version of it because jobs are different and the expectation has not changed. Um, And lives have changed, Mm -hmm. but the expectation has not changed. Um, And it's the one thing that you actually, that you said that stood out to me is the fact that you were in school and sometimes in jobs, people are bored. <laughs> it's because it's not engaging. And like, there's like, what's we're not, we're told to not ask questions or the, these are wrong questions that don't matter. And if you can't, if you're asking about it, cause you're curious, mm-hmm. it will give you more meaning to a big picture and maybe you'll get more engaged. Yeah. Otherwise you're just like doing whatever to get uh. through the day and then you're going to go home. And it's, I, I just want people to be more in life. I don't know. That sounds so aggressive. No,
0: no. I mean, I see these memes all the time. I'm like, I wouldn't say I'm addicted to Imgur and Reddit, but I just, I love. And one of the things I see all the time is just like, I was born, you know, and all these cells divided and made this beautiful me. And it shows like a little cartoon person standing in the sun or something. It's like, so that I could sit in this chair under fluorescent lights, punching lights and staring into a light box. You know, all day and then go home and hopefully have some place to lay my head. And it's like, yeah, it's pretty messed up, you know, but it's. Yeah. I was like, can't we. I want more. Have more or want more. But it makes me it makes me get up and and work harder on playgrounding because I really like that is my inspiration in life is that that problem needs to be solved. And it doesn't yeah. mean we all have to get like our dream job necessarily. I mean, not everyone can. Mm-hmm. And I and I always want to no. say that here because I feel like there are a lot of people who feel a lot of resentment as I always did. Um, because t- until right now, I honestly didn't know what I would do. Like I didn't even have any idea what a dream job would be. So when people would be like, follow your passion, I'd be like, what does that even mean? And then some people just literally can't. Um, but we yes. can change our oh attitudes, gosh, so you know? Yeah. So yeah. What, what are you thinking about that? Cause oh, okay. I see so, on. <laughs> yeah, so many, um, the first, the first thing, okay. I want to
1: talk about passion. And then I also want to talk about, um, what you had said about, oh, whether it's for your job or not, because we're full people mm-hmm. and I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing stuff if I need to, yeah. but at the same time, like, how we the energy that we have flows into everything that we're doing yeah so like if you have a terrible morning and you like woke up late and you stubbed your toe and you hit all the traffic lights and then you get to work like your work day is not gonna go great yeah yeah. like it's just even if you're even if you're like if it's a fun barbecue team whatever it's still your brain mindset is had all this unfortunate incidents in the morning and so if you can do stuff that you are excited about for your work, great. Mm -hmm. If maybe you're not excited about like the end product of work, but you can find ways that you enjoy it, whether it's the coworkers that you have Mm -hmm. or the way that you go about a certain process or a specific client Mm -hmm. that you maintain that you have a good relationship with. Great. It doesn't also have to be work. It could be the things that you do outside of work that still bring you joy because it, Practice makes progress and practice gives your brain like it helps you recognize patterns. You're like, Oh, I like this stuff. I'm going to like the next things that I'm doing because I'm already in like a happy place, happier place. Uh Um, which sounds so like floaty, but it's, it's true. It's a, it's like a proven thing where when you're it's like, it's like even in, um, research studies, when it's, when people are told that they're going to do like, a test, mm-hmm. like if you're doing a math test and whoever's taking it, you're like, okay, this is a really hard test. And usually people only score about 64%. Um, but blah, blah, blah. And then you take the test. The people who are told that versus like, it's a test it should take about, like, we're going to give you an hour Go, like said, nothing like a control. Yeah. Group. When you're told the bad things you do worse. Yep. So if you can tell yourself good things or put yourself in good spaces Mm -hmm. individually with people that you care about with projects that you care about um activities that you enjoy doing even though it might feel like you don't have time to spend on that it is worthwhile yeah maybe not all day every day if you can't you can't do that sometimes but finding ways to do
0: that can actually change the other parts of your life exactly exactly and mindset (laughs) It's just so important to all of this. And I just remember when I got my first corporate gig and it was awful. I worked for a tech distributor in the middle of the, of the, in the beginning of the bubble of the housing crisis downfall, all of that. And they started just laying and laying people off and laying people off and laying people off. And I was, I had already taken on three other people's jobs, two full, sorry, you know, two other people's jobs. So three, including my own. And it was miserable. People were grinding their teeth till they fell out. I had, um, and I think I've told this before, but it's like I one woman who lost several of her teeth during the day from grinding her teeth at her desk and people whose hair were starting to fall out. I got hives and I got tinnitus. Ugh. Like the tinnitus I have right now that still dogs me to this day is from that working on that job. It was so stressful. And I just felt like there was literally no way out that the environment was that no one would hire me because it's a recession and all the things that went wrong and at one point they announced another round of layoffs and something just snapped in my head because I no. knew they weren't going to lay me off I was like I know I'm going to be here and I'm going to get more work and I was there till nine o'clock at night and yeah. I just decided I know how to do this marketing stuff and I started a little company I'm I tried to like do digital marketing because it was new. And I'm like, I'm going to become a person who can teach people digital marketing. And I had no business doing that. I had no background in any of this. And yeah, I may have gone into an industry that was also struggling with the recession, but I got a job. Everyone was like, why would you go work for that tiny little like family owned company? And I was like, because it's better than this. And I cut my salary in half and I just cut everything back. But I just remember that feeling of like, they don't get to be in charge of me anymore i don't have Mm -hmm. to accept everything they say is the right thing to do and if i could just count how many times like you said it took you two years after you knew you were in the wrong place i did that for years finally let it to finally let it i just i had this loyalty problem like i thought that if i could just be a team player and if i could just but i was prove myself i could do
1: better like if i maybe if i try this i could help fix this problem yeah and (laughs) the thing
0: is like we the problem is that we're miserable and there are other workspace workplaces, and I know it's not always available, you know. But I just keep feeling like we don't feel any agency anymore, and that's another part of the conditioning: is we don't feel like that there's anything we can do that there's options. Yeah, um, that actually
1: something that you said relates to the thing that I almost forgot I wanted oh, to talk yeah, about: yeah. passion, right? Um, but it's related to that: is um, passion is great if you have uh-huh, it, yeah. But if you don't have it that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you and it's fine because it's a big thing and it feels, I, not that I don't like passion, but the (laughs) thing that I don't like about passion is that it feels it, there's like a permanence or like a really big feeling to it. And if you're like, Oh, if I'm a lawyer and I have a passion for baking, like, okay, if you're passionate, switch your job track, whatever. But not everybody has that one resource, capability, full feeling. And that's what I like about curiosity. Yeah. And like what you said that you were like, oh, I'm going to try this digital marketing thing. Because if you're interested in something, it's worthwhile, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is, you know, as long as you're like responsible, not hurting anybody else, whatever, you know, in the realm (laughs) of humanity. (laughs) Um, But like, if you're curious, do something about it. Because- it's like, it's like a, it's like you're on a, I don't know. I don't know if this is a metaphor I'm trying to go. With. It's a foggy forest. Okay. You're in a foggy forest and you see a path, you see like a couple pathways and you're like, okay, I'm curious about this one. Cause there's a sign that says there's a waterfall. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take a couple steps and it's foggy. So you can't see that far, but as you go, you're like, it's getting rockier and hillier. And yeah. So I don't care this much though. Because I don't have a passion for the waterfall, but I'm curious about (laughs) it. I'm just like, I don't really dig these rocks. It's not what I like. I'm going to go back. You don't have to follow through because passion feels so final. It does. not always, but it can. Yeah. And curiosity is like, oh, I want to know more, but you can also change your mind. Mm -hmm. You can be curious about 12 things at once. Yeah. And what you did with your sort of industry shift and maybe not knowing, but being curious is so important to everybody at every point in history because we don't know like play and curiosity in general what the future holds we have ideas and we can see a little bit into this foggy forest of the world but you don't know what's on the other side and just the fact that things like google didn't exist a couple decades ago esports nope we not something that I was like that's what I want to be when I grow up but people were curious or got good at it and now it's a thing yep. so you have no idea what you're capable of but you know what you're interested in exactly. and there's worth to doing those things mm-hmm. And that's my, that's my soapbox yelling at everybody for a minute. It's like Ani DeFranco
0: <laughs> says, all of this was just someone's idea. It could just as well be mine. And <laughs> that's yeah. been one of those things that stuck with me. Actually, I might've been thinking about that when I quit that job. <laughs> uh, those, I
1: feel like those are the times where all the motivational phrases are there yeah. so just do the thing, oh. you, can do it. you can do it, it's fine. When it gets
0: that bad, but why did I have to wait till it got that bad? I have, it's I literally true. have yeah. tinnitus. It didn't come from Barack concert. It didn't come from all the things people... People yeah. think about when you get tinnitus, it was just stress. stress. And my, I remember... Stress is very It real. is. And I was sitting with my doctor at like the third thing that I went to trying to figure out what's wrong with me. She's like, this, I think, is also stress related because she'd seen me several times and she goes, why don't you quit this job? And I was like, well, if I don't have this job, I don't have this. I couldn't come see you. <laughs> I don't How am I supposed to get medical, you know? And it was just this weird thing that we're all trapped in. But when it got even worse than that, then I finally jumped ship. But... You know, it's that I will say
1: is the, it it is a harder thing. It's easy to explain things. It's easy to reference things when you're talking either about kids or how we interact with kids or the grace we give to kids or whatever, because it's life is simple. Oh yeah. As adults, we have more responsibilities and experiences and knowledge of the Mm -hmm. world for what, what the domino effect will be. Yeah. But another thing that I think we're trained in is the negative. Yes. um yes, because yeah like that's exactly like if someone's just like i was thinking about studying abroad for something or going to and then if you say that to friends just as like a what do you think oftentimes the supportive phrase is what's the worst, worst that, can that happen, could happen? <laughs> and, like, i know it's supposed to be supportive but it's like when you really you're like that's Not like the greatest thing to say. And we also, when we are worried about making decisions, we think about all of the bad things, but we don't consider (sighs) Mm -mm. the good things or the possibilities that maybe it won't be that bad. But like, okay, (laughs) if I quit this job, like, okay, there's there's still like other healthcare things I can do. There are free clinics. There's other things versus like, well, I can't do this anymore, which is easy and what I know because it's comfortable Mm -hmm. and we know. And we want to make our lives easier, but our life is terrible from this job. And so is it really easier? No. Uh, It's just the try again. I know that there's so much on mindset, especially these days, but it really, it really does matter. I think because. We can talk ourselves into or out of so many things in that Mm -hmm. way. And if we get stuck in the negative or in the past or Mm -hmm. in the, what I can't do or what I'm not capable of, whatever you think will be right. Yeah. And especially, and if you don't have other people—not to put it on others—but if you can't do it for yourself, mm-hmm. then you have to rely on others. And if they're not going to do it for you, then you're just, then you're, yep. everybody's just stuck.
0: Yeah, that's what—that's when the shift came. Was when I stopped just relying on others, and it's just being the. And then loyalty is a wonderful trait, but it can also go terribly wrong <laughs> if you know if I you think, put it in the wrong place. Well, I
1: agree with you and i also feel like i'm a very loyal i think i don't remember if this is correct i you know harry potter hogwarts yeah, yeah. houses I don't know if that's if you're a deaf. Yeah. but there's like the hogwarts houses and they have their traits and stuff mm-hmm. i'm apparently a hufflepuff which means i'm kind and loyal Aww, that's awesome i was just like that feels yeah i'm not the, the other ones yeah okay, I'm a hufflepuff. <laughs> but with loyalty mm-hmm. i think that sometimes it's it's a it can be a trait but it's also it's something that you can have, but it it has to be like an earned thing because it's not about just being loyal period. It's like being loyal for somebody who's also loyal to you or together or the same cause or whatever it is, which goes back to like the community stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you can't have relationships one way. I mean, you can, they're not fun or, (laughs) but it's a two way street. Like I care about you. You care about me. I respect you. You respect me. I'm going to work hard for you. You're going to work hard for me. if you can do it together, it's going to work so much better mm-hmm. and everyone's going to feel better about yeah. it. But I, mm-hmm. I, like you, got to the point of being like, I'm, I am a loyal person, but I'm no longer loyal to this cause or this job yes. or this situation because it's not good for Your me. Your loyalty
0: has to be earned. I like that. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, we're, we are, we are worth, we're worth we it. Are. It's worth it. All things. Oh,
0: why is that so hard? And, and you, like, you talked about community here and I just kind of want to like, cause I feel like we've, be- I've kind of believed that any kind of work community I had in the workspace had to start with the company I was working for. Um, it just kind of made sense to me like that's we're on the same team. Um, what I didn't really think of that I'm only really discovering now, um, because of playgrounding, because of Jeff Harry, is that community actually can be uh, like, we're all doing the same types of work. Like you and I are focused on play, but we're doing vastly different things. Um, Mm -hmm. And putting together a whole bunch of people who are doing the same kind of work. It sounds like, you know, well, why would you bring together a whole bunch of your competitors? You know, I think like there are mastermind groups out there. Um, that you could mm-hmm. join and get advice and work with people who don't work at your company. But a lot of times those cost a lot of money. You know, they're they're hard to really get into. There's a lot of expectations about what that means. But what I've really enjoyed about this playful community is the way that the example is being set for me of what we can be for each other. In mm-hmm. we're, we don't work for the same company. We're not earning money off of each other. But I went into this and, and was asked and I was a little scared and I kind of I was like, Well, I'm totally weird and different. And of course, because that's what you always think. It's like when you're and I was like, Well, I don't know. These guys have got it together, you know, and everything. And so we go into this breakout room and they're like, what do you need right now? And I'm like, ah. you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cause I don't ask me that because I know. feel like completely what like, do you need? I have I need so many things that I don't know what I'm doing, and I wish I was as smart as all of you. And and so I just kind of said, Well, I kind of want to switch a gear right now and start talking about some things and tell a story of some of the things that I'm thinking on playgrounding, but it's scary and I don't know what to do. And I was like, honestly, that was really hard for me to say that out loud in that breakout with the, in that meeting we had. Side note, I'm proud Thank of you. Thank you. Well, when we went back to the main <laughs> session, then Um, some, like one of the people in the breakout mentioned it out loud to the whole group. And I was like mortified. I'm like, ah, this is so weird. Because I'm like, all these people tell their stories. They're so articulate and blah, blah, blah. And, and suddenly Gary's like, I'll interview you on your show if you want, if that helps. And I was just stunned. And it was freaky and scary and hard to accept because I, I just, it, it, a lot of this has to do with feeling like, is that okay to accept this person's offer? It's okay. And I honestly, because I doing it and calling him and and being like, yes, can we still do this? I just love the example that has been set for me by this community that, you know, Jeff may have been the instigator, but every single person has been an example of what I want to be for other people, um, because I feel yeah. like we we like created this little playground and I don't feel like I'm alone anymore. And I feel yeah. like I, I had that a little bit in marketing with a company called HubSpot. They were getting started back in the day mm-hmm. and I was just a fangirl of that company. I loved the people who worked there. I listened to all their podcasts and I watched their little video show that they did. And this girl named Karen, who I just adored. And, and I feel like I had a little community and I started meeting other marketers and going to the events. So I feel like mm-hmm. community is still really important. Um, I don't know, like it's <laughs> kind of open yes. that up. Um,
1: Community as a whole, I was like, I'm happy to talk about it now, but it is a whole, we could have several conversations about community. Um, So community, I feel like at its core, a community means a group of people that are brought together by anything that is in common, Mm -hmm. which could be your workplace. It could be your family. It could be, uh, your interests, like people who play pickup basketball, like that's, they can have maybe their community, um, of people, Mm -hmm. uh, but the things that make it great, I think, are, I mean, you need to establish trust and respect yeah, um, and consistency mm-hmm. and communication, like real, like be honest, mm-hmm. like don't be a jerk about yeah, it, yeah. but, <laughs> you know, communication and consistency. And um, there's something about the given, t- again, the two way street mm-hmm. thing, like, the give and take and what you had said about it being so hard. It's, it is hard. Mm-hmm. And so uh, someone was, I was talking about this with somebody recently as well, where a lot of, you know, we, I, me and a lot of people I know are similar kinds of yeah. people. And all of us that we're talking are givers yeah. in the, I want to help you. Mm-hmm. Let me help you. I don't want don't ask me. I mean, I'm gonna help <laughs> you. and
0: yes. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> Yes. And,
1: uh, I want to help you, but if I don't let you help me, I'm stopping you from doing what I want. Like exactly. doing that same good feeling exactly. and getting more okay with that yeah. is hard, but it's it has that sort of idea that I'm not letting somebody have those good feelings for helping me that I get when I help mm-hmm. someone. I'm like, oh, I should let them exactly. Like they offered to do a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like not like, Oh, you don't have to, it's okay. Don't whatever. <laughs> like we always give ourselves out, which I'm, still working on oh, it, yeah. but I have, I, I think about it more. I'm just like, they're offering, they're offering it. If they didn't want to offer, they shouldn't have said exactly. if they want to help. <laughs> yes. You can help me. Uh, so, you know, and then if they didn't actually mean it, they'll learn for next time. I'm right? not That's fine. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a learning, it's a learning. We're all just playing. And if they played and didn't mean for that to happen, they will
0: learn for next time. Exactly. Uh,
1: so yeah, it's, it is hard, but it's also everything's a practice. Exactly, and when we're practicing, we're learning. Exactly, and you make progress, and you're going to make mistakes, and it's fine. Yeah, and then you learn better for next time.
0: Yeah, and if we don't uh, have a, like a trust yet, and we don't really, or we feel alone, like if you're at a mm-hmm. job that is making you miserable, hopefully it doesn't give you tinnitus. But you know that there are others outside of that company. That could become a part of your community that yeah. you haven't even met yet. And it's not about just networking, like handing each other cards and being like, you know, I love it when somebody walks up to me and they're like, I'm a, I'm a, it's something that some random job. And like, what can I do for you? And I'm like, because I know that that's what you're supposed to do at a networking event is like, how can I help you? Sure. And I'm just like, uh, who are you? Like, what's happening right now? Oh, <laughs> you know? so should we talk about networking? Yeah, please, for a let's minute? do it. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, so. We're at a networking event. Hi, nice to meet you. What's your name? I'm Lauren. Nice, nice to meet you. What do you do for a living? Where are you from? Mm-hmm. Those are not bad things to know. No, no. But they don't do anything. No, nope. <laughs> like nothing. Like because every for me, where I've gotten to in my life and relationships with anybody, whatever, like any kind of friendship like professional, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't, I want to do, it's about the people. I don't want to, you know, work with somebody just because they can do like an accountant, like help me with my taxes. Yes. I need that period. I do. However, if I can find someone that feels like a good person or that I can connect to, or that I know has like good, like morals or we, have some sort of like community connection in the sense of I relate to you. I feel so much better mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. And that matters. Um, so I don't, I, yes, sure. I'd love to, your name is important. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you do? Where are you from? <laughs> yeah. Great. Like nice to meet you. Andy, uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know, but that is like, the tip of the iceberg about anything that i care about Mm -hmm. especially at network events when it's like virtual or in person and you're potentially meeting a bunch of people at once and then you leave and you're like i remembered three names and i don't remember where they are from or what they did unless you have bits of cards and so you gotta like make some notes on them. and so find ways to connect that are meaningful where you can be present and engaged and curious because that's when you will remember Mm -hmm. stuff and that's when you learn and it matters it's the oh my gosh is it is it Maya Angelou who does the, um, people won't remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Oh,
0: I don't know who said that. It might be paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah.
1: It might not be the exact quote, That's but something beautiful. like that.
0: Yeah. It's so real. Yeah. Cause
1: you know, you go to these events or you go to like a new workplace or if you're in school and you meet a bunch of people, mm-hmm. like, are you going to remember 30 people's names? Yeah no problem mm-hmm. maybe a couple of them like the ones that you didn't like and the couple that you really did but what you remember are the things that connect you to them exactly. which are not their job title necessarily not where they're from unless you are also from there and can connect about something yeah. so find the ways that keep you connected in a meaningful way for you yeah. but it's also for it's like for them but like it it's if it's worth it to you mm-hmm it's like following your curiosity i enjoyed this and i was curious yeah. and I'm playful and i like them and this is i'm remembering yeah. it yeah. because of that
0: and being it, and i think that we need more of we that we do and and it's funny cuz i feel like some of the advice that i've gotten on networking is to not get stuck with one person for too long you know you need to be able to mingle 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 and i just it's so funny cuz when you said that about who do you remember I started going to these creative mornings events I'm just I'm familiar with these. and I just I, it was right before um, everything shut down. But I met this woman and we we're standing outside waiting to get in. And and it, I was super excited because it was the NPR West studio in Culver City, which is like I was like, oh, my God, I'm there. Cause see, I love I love radio things. Um and I got we got in there and we were kind of apart in line. So I guess we both were kind of a little shy. We're like, well, we'll just keep going through. Um, then we get inside and we just kind of gravitated back towards each other. I'm like, I know we're supposed to like go talk to 100 people, but we just continued our conversation and we sat together. We ate our little cr- like, like donuts together and we're still friends. You know, that's amazing. And and that's the funny thing is I could have talked to like a bunch of people, got a bunch of business cards and not had anything come out of it. But I got to be fully present with this woman. And we actually acknowledged we're like, yeah, I know this is not how this is supposed to go, but that's how it's going to be. And I, I really, really am so grateful that I just gave up that trope. Yeah. The assumption, assumptions, assumptions. the
1: assumptions that we either are told or put on Mm -hmm. ourselves that aren't actually rules. Yep. (laughs) But we're like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Or I should be meeting. Look at all these people that I should be connecting with because I have the opportunity. Yeah. But it's life. Okay. This is a sweeping generalization. I <laughs> so I don't know if it's going to But like, I'm going to just go with it for the time being. Yes. Life is about quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. I feel that for m- most things. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's like flips to that yeah. point or whatever, but like relationships, your job, like if your job is terrible, I understand that you have to survive, Mm -hmm. but also can you fix the quality in some way? Because it's, it's the same thing you said with all the memes, right? Where you're just like, it took this many generations of people and cells and stars to align. And I'm here doing this stamping (laughs) this piece of paper (laughs) over and over for this company because bureaucracy exactly like, Exactly. What else? Not, that's not all
0: who you are. No. What
1: else are you or can you do or who do you relate exactly. to? Like what's the
0: quality part of yeah. it? Yeah. and Yes, there's
1: quantity, but also the quality. And part.
0: kids understand that. When they get out to the playground, they want that time to be quality. They want to play with kids that they like. They're not worried about going around and making the rounds, you know, and I feel like in a weird way – What I I just I I feel like when I met her her name's Krista when I met Krista that day I was being more like a kid on the playground than somebody at a networking event I was just like I want to play with her (laughs) like that's what we're gonna do which is which
1: is fine because that's that is we're not telling kids like go mingle with everyone like meet a bunch of new friends like. that's not how that works and we forget that (laughs) um but it's very it's very true because when you click with Mm -hmm. someone you like want to know more And they want to know more. And then you can have a real actual connection. Right.
0: And you weird. And yeah. And the, and the cool thing is like what you're trying to do is getting all the way back to the beginning of a conversation that you help people learn how to approach life more playfully, be more present. And maybe you learned how to get some of that playground mojo back in your life and and who knows what decisions it could apply to that are coming up or things that you're mulling over that you're just like there's a if there's a horrible job situation or any kind of situation i when i get stuck when you get stuck in these feelings of like well i have to do this as soon as you talk to someone else start bouncing that ball with somebody else it might you know i, I when i was a kid i used to play this game on the on the playground i would get a big ball like a, a like the one you play foursquare with and mm-hmm. I would just take it and I would throw it in some random direction. And then my friends and I would just watch to see what happened. We called it pinball. We called it playground pinball. And we'd just be like, let's see what happens. We throw it. And the ball would just go all over the playground because people would see a ball coming and they would think they know what direction it's coming from. They kick it that way. And the ball just went right. out and we had it's so like, much oh, fun. to
1: go return it to whatever it was Exactly. From.
0: And and that kind of randomness, it's fun and it's it's out there for all of us. And it just doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like we can try something silly or different, but it's out there. And I love that that's what you're out there trying to teach people how to do. Just be curious. Throw the ball. See what happens. Um, It's true. Because
1: every every single person that you talk to has a different experience than you, knows more about something than you, might have a different opinion on what you're saying. Uh And... Even if you don't necessarily end up agreeing with them, Mm -hmm. it can give you perspective Mm -hmm. outside of your own head, which we're in a lot of the day. Yeah.
0: yeah. And if somebody wanted to reach out to you regarding this kind of work, um, you said you had two main businesses. And so what would be... um, yeah, how do, how, what, what, are the, of the two businesses, like, how would someone reach it out was, to you? Like, what would they, how would they reach out to you? How would they know which one okay. to look at? All, both of them will be like so, clinked to, linked, to, clinked to on my website on the show notes. <laughs> I will clink to you. That's a new word. Yes. Um,
1: I, I like that word. It's great. It <laughs> does. Clink. I know exactly what you mean. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I have sort of two things. Um, one is, I both have websites. One is cultivatorofcuriosity.com, mm-hmm. which I'm lean into curiosity and in like all things. Um, I have workshops that I can run that we can do with like your teams mm-hmm. or a community of people. If it's not like it, it could be at a school, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and, uh, can facilitate and do some coaching and stuff like that there. Um, that could be company or individual or whatever. Mm-hmm. I love curiosity. I want to help you. Oh, yeah. Period. Um, Similarly, still same me, but I have a company called This Us Now, Mm -hmm. and it's thisusnow.com. And there's contacts and social media things on both of these platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, But This Us Now, we're focused on more like businesses and trying to uh, not just in just play, but use play as a tool to make information accessible, to better... Your work environment, wow. do, you, doing workshops, doing data information assessments, mm-hmm. um, helping you with your cli- culture climate, um, help, have, helping you gather information if you don't have it in order to make judgments on how to move forward and create space for people um also we have some workshops there as well which can be a little confusing but i'm happy (laughs) to talk if you find me on one of them i'm happy to talk to you and figure out what makes sense depending on your situation because everybody's different every group of people is different every company is different so i'd love to help you play more and just be better as a human and work with other humans
0: Thanks so much for listening. You can get the show notes at playgrounding.com slash 68. There will be no episode next week because I will be attending um, two different Co- uh, conferences. One of them I will be helping out with the Spiritual Directors International Conference and the Playful Creative Summit. Now I really hope that you do try to attend PCS the Playful Creative Summit. It is free and even though it's hosted in Europe they're, um, they release a certain number of talks each day so that you can listen to them on your own time zone which is amazing um, And but they go away at the end of that day. If you upgrade you can have access to all the talks and access them anytime you want for a year and for For full transparency, if you use the link on the playgrounding.com homepage, um, it will be an affiliate link and it will give me a little coffee money. Just want to be honest with you there. Um, I'll also post the full schedule there on the homepage as well so you can see what's going to happen, when, um, what day I will be there, and everything. It's going to be a lot of fun and I think you'll get a lot out of it, um, especially if you are interested in different aspects of play from gamification and work to creativity to mindset, which is where I am. Um, so, yeah, I'll see you there and I hope you have a great next couple of weeks.